Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. All right, uh, let's join together in, in God's Word and see where He would uh, have us to go and, and understand about His uh, desire for our life. We looked at last week uh, in Revelation chapter 22 about uh, the final words, the final messages, and we're uh, very close to the very final words in the book of Revelation uh, for our study. And uh, we come to a place in, in our study in which uh, there's not a whole lot left there. There's not a whole lot of, of uh, things to say. We've already seen all the, the great uh, prophecies being fulfilled. We saw all the uh, different uh, uh, trumpets and bowls and and proclamations and all the things all the uh, the uh, aspects of of all the things that have happened in in revelation and and now we came come to the very end and as we're thinking about the very end the very last of what uh, we've uh, we're studying we also understand that uh, what we looked at last week we talked about uh, the final words to Christians and what they need to do in our uh, look at, at the, the Scripture of verses 6 through 12. And now we come to uh, verse 13. And uh, the Christian is, is called to, uh, to have an immediate obedience, an immediate worship, an immediate proclamation, an immediate service. That's what we talked about last week. And and that was the Christian's response to the end times. Now we come in verse 13 to the non-Christian's response. And uh, Jesus says in verse 13, He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Uh, and then uh, we read, Blessed are those uh, that do His commands they that uh, may have right to the tree of the life and may enter into uh, through the gates uh, of life into the uh, city. And so we see God's final plea, God's final invitation to uh, the sinner. And we're going to see two aspects of this final plea. Uh, we're going to uh, see the invitation and the and then the compelling reasons to respond to the invitation. So we see uh, in this passage of scripture it says, uh, "Blessed are they that uh, that do the commandments, that they that uh, may have right to the tree of life, and may enter into uh, through the gates into the city, for without our." Uh, I got to get my glasses here. I thought I could do it without, but that pollen has caused me to have difficulty as well as my sight has caused me to have difficulty. 
why I fight it when you can just go ahead and put on the glasses. It says, uh, okay, for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. He says, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things into the churches. And I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that hears say, come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take uh, the water of life freely for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book if any man shall add unto these things God shall add unto him the plagues that are written wherein this book and so we see first of all uh, the spirit and the bride are saying come and in this invitation, it is an invitation to Jesus Christ. It is an invitation to uh, the bridegroom. He says in verse 7 and verse 12 and verse 20, Come, uh, those are the, uh, the desire of uh, uh, those, uh, the Spirit and the bride, which is the church. Come, come, Jesus, come quickly. Come, even so, come quickly. Uh, uh, the desire is, is that uh, they uh, that uh, Jesus Christ would come quickly. Now, why would the Holy Spirit uh, say to Jesus to come? Well, first of all, is the blasphemy of the of the unsaved uh, all throughout history and all of uh, of those who are. Uh, 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 we can see in Scripture in the Old Testament all the things that man did uh, that were contrary to God's desire, all the things that humanity did to fall away from God and to worship uh, uh, the idols and all the false gods that uh, that were dreamed up throughout history, all the things that uh, that were done in the in the worship of these false idols, all this blasphemy that was done uh, in the Old Testament, we saw uh, in particular the worship of Baal and and the worship of other gods that that had people doing desecrating uh, God's creation, of taking God's creation and using it as a way of 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 worshiping these false gods. And then uh, you have also uh, where uh, uh, God in particular had uh, issue with those who would uh, offer their babies as as sacrifices uh, and burn them on the altar, and uh, all of these things were were done as a, an offense to God. All of the times in which mankind uh, fell away from God, it was not just a rejection of God, but it was it was as if mankind and humanity was spitting in the face of God, of rejecting God and rejecting His love, rejecting uh, Him as Creator, rejecting Him as authority, uh, rejecting God as uh, uh, the one and only true God. So throughout history, you have all of these times in which mankind is rejecting the love of God and it is blasphemous to God because He's, he's pouring out His love to us. 
He's pouring out His desire for mankind to, to have uh, His forgiveness and His love. And then also you have throughout the book of Revelation, you have time and again in which uh, mankind in the book of Revelation as God is pouring out His judgments upon uh, the world and as God is pouring out uh, each one of these judgments, it is a uh, time and again mankind rejects God and rejects uh, His authority, rejects His uh, judgment upon mankind, rejects Him uh, and the love of God that has been shared. Each time that uh, these... Uh, these judgments are, are given by God. It's a way for God to say, look, everything that you've been worshiping is false. There's one true God uh, that, that Yahweh is the, the one true God and uh, turn to Him, turn back to Him, return to Him. And then you have also uh, uh, these uh, throughout all of this time, the Holy Spirit has labored to convict the heart of those who are lost. The Holy Spirit has uh, worked incessantly to draw mankind back to God. Uh, remember, the work of the Holy Spirit is not to save us, but to draw us to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one uh, who saved us on the cross of Calvary. It's Jesus Christ and His sacrifice for us uh, uh, on the cross that won our salvation. The Holy Spirit is to draw us to Christ. The Holy Spirit is to convict us of a need for a Savior. The Holy Spirit is to uh, help us to realize that we need a Savior. And uh, the Holy Spirit is to uh, help us to see that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life, and that no man comes to the Father but by Him. And so uh, the Holy Spirit is is desiring uh, and uh that Jesus Christ comes because He's He's done all of this in the face of the blasphemy of mankind. And then uh, also a positive reason for Holy Spirit saying this is that the Holy Spirit desires to see Jesus Christ exalted. Uh, Jesus Christ has, has done all of this for us. And he's, he's laid out His life for us. He's, he's the lamb led to slaughter. He's gone without uh, raising a defense. He, as you know, Jesus was dying on the cross, He could have called down legions of angels to, to stop the process of what was happening to Him. Uh, but He allowed all of that to happen in order that we might have salvation. Now, that's the Holy Spirit. Now, why would the bride, the church, say to Jesus, Come? First of all, uh, the church of Christ, the, the people of Christ are weary of the battle against sin. All of us are saying to Jesus, come quickly because uh, we're tired of, as, as, as the bride of Christ, we're tired of the influence of sin upon our life. We're exhausted by uh, the constant battle with sin. Uh, that uh, we have to uh, endure. And then also we, uh, we also long for the exaltation of Jesus Christ because of our love for Him and for what He has done for us. Uh, and what do we do every time we worship Him and, and uh, we are lifting up Jesus Christ, we're exalting Him and to see Him torn down and, and besmirched and, and blasphemed by the rest of the world is uh, 
disheartening to the people of God. Then also we long for the destruction of sin and the curse of sin upon us. Uh, Wouldn't it be wonderful for us to finally be able to live in a world that's without sin, in a world that has no sin a part of our, us. and uh, has, We don't have a world that is condemned by the curse of sin. Everything that we endure in life, uh, the hardships. Uh, uh, I talked to a person just today that lost uh, her grandmother uh, to cancer. Uh, she died last October uh, and she had battled cancer twice and and won had uh cancer and 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 had treatment for it and it she was deemed without cancer and then uh, a while later she had another form of cancer uh and she battled that and uh was able to uh, rid that cancer from her life and then uh, she started not feeling good sometime later after that and then uh, uh, just put off going to the doctor because she got busy and was doing things for her granddaughter and, and other children and and finally went to the doctor and they said, oh, this is a rapidly forming cancer that's uh, related to your thyroid. And they said to her, when you find out that you have that, usually it progresses really fast and uh, within two weeks of finding out that she had that cancer, she died. And so all of those things are all aspects of uh, the, the curse of sin upon this world. Cancer and dying and, and uh, uh, people doing atrocious things like we see in the news of acts of violence in the streets in America and uh, people destroying property of other people and war. And also, I, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, all these... Uh, tragedies of of the weather of of tornadoes and hurricanes and uh and uh, uh volcanic eruptions and all these things are all aspects of a of a world that is is condemned by the curse of sin and uh all of these things are things that uh, would not happen if if God's perfection of the world uh, was still intact. But because of sin, because of the curse of sin, uh, our world has all of these things that we must endure. And so we long for that day in which the curse of sin is taken away. Uh, and Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says, We, lo- uh, we love His appearing uh, unto us, and we love for that day to come in which we can celebrate uh, the coming of Christ. And so uh, the second half of uh, this invitation, though, is to the sinner. The second half is, is the first half, half is an invitation to Jesus Christ. Look at it again, and it says uh, in uh, verse 13, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, uh, but... Uh, all of these uh, in- inquiries of, uh, to come in verse 7 and verse 12 and verse uh, 20, these are all uh, uh, desiring of Jesus Christ to come. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. And now we see the second half uh, is an com- uh, invitation to the sinner. Blessed are they that do His commands, that they that 
may have right into the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. And so we have uh, those who are hungry for uh, uh, to be able to enter into the city and, and take of the tree of life. Um, for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Uh, Jesus says, uh, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the church, and I am the root, the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. The Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come. So both of those are to Jesus Christ. And let him that is a thirst, now that's to the sinner, let him that is thirsty, um, he's saying, Come. Uh, let him that is thirsty, Come, and whosoever will, let him uh, take the water of life freely. So uh, those two are for those that are hungry, those that are thirsty, those who wish to take the water of life. That, that's to the sinner that understands that they need salvation. And uh, whenever we hear the gospel, whenever we hear the message of Christ, whenever we hear uh, uh, the call of the Holy Spirit... Uh, hearing uh, that call, we obey, uh, and the obeying of the gospel is, is turning our heart and life to Jesus Christ uh, and allowing Christ to come into our heart and life. Uh, and those that thirst, uh, those that are thirsty, are those who recognize the need for salvation. Matthew chapter five verse six says, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied." Uh, so we have a clear call to come and to, to be in the presence of Jesus Christ. John 6.35 says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Down in verse 37 says, If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. The, uh, the word there in verse 37 Hothelon uh, is whosoever will. Whosoever is prompted to come, the Lord will not turn them away. Those who are thirsty, those who are hungry, those who are desiring to have a relationship with Christ. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so we need to understand that uh, those uh, uh, that is an invitation to those who who need uh, the gospel in their life, need Jesus Christ in their life. Then uh, uh, we also are seeing an invitation to those who are uh, wishing to come into the. It says, "Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely." For I testify freely uh, unto every man that heareth the words of prophecy of this book. Uh, so it's whosoever will, whoever wishes. Uh, that, those are those who realize and recognize the need for salvation. And so we, uh, we see those who need uh, the gospel, those who desire the gospel because of uh, realizing that they are sinners and those who wish to enter into a relationship with Christ. Now, here's reasons to accept the invitation. First of all, it's because of who Jesus Christ is. Here is the King of kings and Lord of lords. 
the great I am, the one, uh, the creator of all that is, uh, that is making the invitation to us to to accept this uh, this relationship to come into a uh, a uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is. It is He who uh, has created us it is he who has given his life for us it is he who is the alpha and the omega he says i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last that's who's making the invitation jesus christ christ is inviting the sinner christ is inviting uh, who is the the one and only uh, jesus also says a little later in uh, verse 16 he says I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things. He says, I am the root and the offspring of David. He's saying, look, I'm not just the descendant of David. I created David. He says, I am the root, meaning the source of David. I am who uh, who brought David about. And I'm also the descendant of David. Uh, this is the eternal one, the beginning and the end. Uh, he says, I'm... That uh, that is who is is making this appeal to those who are uh, sinners. He is the eternal, the transcendent, the infinite God. This is the completeness of all that is, the timeless one, the sovereign authority of all the universe is making this uh, uh, request. Isaiah forty four verse six uh, indicates that. Uh, that Jesus uh, would be the first and the last. Uh, if you turn over to Isaiah 44, it's a message to King David when he's talking about his kingdom. Isaiah 44. Verse 6 says, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. And so, He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the one who is calling to those who are uh, in... Uh, need of salvation still. Second Samuel chapter seven. And when the, when the days are fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, he's talking to uh, to David. He says, "I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels." and I will establish His kingdom. And He shall build a house for My name, and I will establish uh, the throne of His kingdom forever. Now He's talking beyond Solomon. He's talking about Jesus Christ. He's talking about uh, Jesus as being the eternal King. He says, uh, He shall build a house for My name, and I will establish the throne of His kingdom forever. 
He's talking about the house being uh, the kingdom of heaven. He says, I will be his father and he shall be my son. And I, uh, and if he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod uh, of men and with the stripes of the children of men. And so uh, he says, My mercy shall not depart away from him as I took uh, from Saul, whom I put away he uh, before thee. Uh, so this is uh, the message about Jesus Christ. And in Psalms 132, verse 11 12, talks about Jesus Christ being the eternal. Uh, and in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 19, he says, uh, it says that Jesus Christ is the bright and morning star. Uh, the bright and morning star is is an indication of of uh, the place uh, that that Jesus Christ holds. The morning star was the first star that was seen in the night. It was the star that uh, was the brightest in the night sky. It uh, and Jesus Christ is the bright and morning star, and so. It is Jesus who is making the call. And then the exclusivity of heaven uh, back in Revelation uh, says in uh, says, Blessed are they that, uh, that do His commands that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates. What are the gates? The great pearly gates that are mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, these pearly gates that keep out who? The whoremongers and the uh, dogs and the sorcerers and the murderers and the idolaters and all those who are unworthy to enter into the kingdom. Well, all of those are in the, the pit. All of those uh, who are unworthy have already been thrown into the eternal uh, lake of fire. Uh, but it is only those who are worthy that are allowed to enter into uh, the kingdom of God. Only those who are children of God. So this is a this is not a invitation for those who are living at the time in which the final city, uh, the the new Jerusalem and the new heaven and new earth are established. This is the message to the hearer that's reading these words uh, prior to any of this happening. This is people living in John's day that will read this letter. This is an invitation to them. Listen, He's saying, listen to all the things that I've shared with you, all the messages of, of all the, the, uh, the judgments that are coming, all the judgment on those who are, do, or who are evildoers. They're going to meet their end, but this is the opportunity to be a part of the exclusivity of heaven. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, uh, it talks about those who are uh, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and their robes, uh, though they are scarlet, will be white as snow. Uh, um, and we are told of this uh, cleansing. And, and so we also see in this passage of Scripture that it talks about uh, that their robes shall be washed in the blood of Christ. And, and of course, the robes being dirty is a symbolism of sin. And these are those who are clean. And this is an invitation to everyone that hears this message to simply come and accept the cleansing power of Jesus Christ, the cleansing uh, blood of, of the Lamb that was shed for them. Only those who are cleansed will be allowed to enter into the gates and eat at the table of the king. Only those who are washed in the blood 
And we understand and know that. And it is so this is a call to us, a call to uh, those who are uh, without Christ uh, living before the events of, of this uh, book to have the opportunity to accept Christ into their life, the opportunity to, to uh, keep from having uh, this judgment come upon their life. And so we need to remember that in this study of Revelation, we're hearing of all of this that happens so that we might be fervent in our uh, desire to share the gospel, fervent in our, our desire not just simply to sit back and and take uh, uh, each day as a, as a little bit closer to heaven and not worry about all the things that are going on on the earth. No, uh, the study of Revelation is a call to us to understand that all of these things are a whisper away and we need to be busy about sharing the gospel to those who are lost, busy about sharing the love of Christ with those who are in need of Christ, busy about shouting and proclaiming like the Holy Spirit, come, uh, Lord Jesus, and come those who are lost and lay your burdens down at the at the foot of the cross and accept Christ into their life. And so uh, this is the message uh, that we see of the invitation. And we're going to uh, close out uh, all of this with this glorious invitation of uh, to those who are lost of understanding and knowing that they need to have Christ in their life and coming to the realization that they need to accept Jesus Christ as well. And so that's our call in this message about the end is, is the invitation come, come Jesus Christ quickly and come those who are lost and without Christ to the saving knowledge of His love.